All right, welcome back to another episode of The Flex Coach. This episode is inspired by the book, 48 Laws of Power, which you can get for absolutely free by hitting the link in the description or going to audibletrial.com flex. The law that we're going to talk about today is law number eight, make other people come to you, use bait if necessary. Now, I want to open this with a quote. When you force the other person to act, you are the one in control. It is always better to make your opponent come to you, abandoning his own plans in the process. Lure him with fabulous gains, then attack. You hold the cards. Another quote. When I have laid the bait for deer, I don't shoot at the first doe that comes. But I wait until the whole herd has gathered around. Now, important takeaways just from the introductory quotes. You don't want to be aggressive with your attack. You don't want to take the shot when you think you should take the shot. You don't want to take the shot at the first possibility of taking the shot. What they're highlighting is the importance of having patience, the importance of sitting back and taking time to analyze the opponent. Because the only way you can lure someone in is if you have an understanding of their behavior, if you have an understanding of their character, if you understand what makes them attracted to something, what makes them aggressive, what makes them angry. When you understand a person, it's easier to control them in a way. And the best way to understand someone is by talking less, which is another law in the book, talk less than necessary. The only reason why everyone wants to talk or they don't really get to hear what the other person has to say or they don't get a sense of understanding upon the first few interactions is because they're eager to talk. They're eager to make the person like you. And that's something that you have to get comfortable with is having an awareness that not everybody's going to like you. And it's often wise to take a step back, let the other person do most of the talking. And this is something I've said before, and a lot of people are familiar with this. You just sound smarter if you let the other person talk. And they actually think and they leave that conversation saying that, wow, that was a great conversation because they did majority of the talking and you just asked the right questions, sat back and listened. And that's a key component in this strategy, in this law, sitting back and understanding how your opponent or whoever it is in this situation that you essentially want to have control over and lure in how they operate. So another quote, the aggressive person is rarely in full control. He cannot see more than a couple of moves ahead, cannot see the consequences of this bold move or that one. Because he is constantly being forced to react to the moves of his ever-growing host of enemies and to the unforeseen consequences of his own rash actions, his aggressive energy is turned against him. Now there is value in being aggressive and striking fast. And that's something that this book mentions as well. And as well as um, 33 Strategies of War. Both these books mention the value in aggressing, uh, in acting quickly, in attacking quickly rather, and in an aggressive manner. And the value in that is when people don't have time to prepare, they're going to react in a way that is not an accurate reflection of their true potential of their judgment. They're going to react. They're going to move around. They're going to be essentially distraught. And so that's the value in that. But what happens in that situation is you only get one of those because the next time they're either going to be prepared or they're going to have an understanding of your strategy, the way you approach the first situation. 
So it's it's imperative that if you do attack quickly, if you do do it off the bat, you finish the entire war. You end the person completely. Or else they're going to come back, they're going to have a better understanding, and they're going to gather a bunch of other people that you've done that to, and then essentially they're all going to come to end you. So the value again is in sitting back, realizing that understanding your opponent is the best way to do it, and then playing on the things that make them aggressive or that make them kind of come out of their element in a way. If you understand that someone doesn't like to be pushed on certain things, you can push them on certain things in a very subtle diplomatic way, and you can notice that they step out of their character. They're no longer confident or put together. They're kind of nervous or they're looking here and there. And that's when you can kind of let that energy spiral into your full-blown attack. That's one way to do it. Um, Another interesting quote that I see is, you have mistaken aggressive action for effective action. They are not the same thing. Aggressive action is not necessarily effective. An effective action requires a level of patience. You got to have patience. You got to have an understanding that reality or whatever scenario you want to apply this knowledge in is a long game. Nothing really is short term. You can win the battle, but you're not going to win the war. And winning a battle is, it feels good to the ego. It's our natural inclination as human beings to have instant gratification. To win the battle, to say the thing that you know upsets someone. To say or do the things that you know give you momentary control. But in the long run, people, human beings are very good at adapting. And once that happens to them, they're going to adapt, reassess, rethink their strategy. And the more you do it, the harder it's going to get for you to do it again. So it's, you might as well develop a long-term grand plan of how you want to approach a situation. Another element that I want to throw in there is the importance of indifference. When you're indifferent or when you appear indifferent, people or individuals on the receiving end of it they're often left confused. Again, human nature is somewhat binary in that regard where if you like something, you, you act towards displaying that you like something. And if you don't like something, it comes off in your body language or the way you appear. But when you're indifferent, it doesn't. no one can tell how you're actually feeling. So their imagination is in control because of your indifference, because of your approach, because of your neutral approach in a way, where you're not telegraphing on either side of the equation, you're not showing that you don't like the person or you don't like the situation, you're also not showing that you like the person or like the situation. And obviously those things factor in depending on how you want to escalate the situation or where you want to take the relationship that you have with the person. But in most cases, if you have a plan of attacking especially in a competitive sense. And I don't mean physically attacking, but a lot of these elements in, in this book have, or they have a lot of references from physical wars and battles that have been had uh, in the past. And it really translates into the modern context where the combative nature of human beings is on more of a diplomatic level, where it's more verbal and, and subtle sort of actions and, and petty shit that people do. That's where the art of indifference comes in. When you're indifferent to the 
external stimuli that someone throws at you and it doesn't alter your internal when it can have an effect on your internal you're no longer in control and that's what people pick up on and that's what the strategy is for you to pick up on those internal sort of variations that occur because of your external input so again i hope you enjoyed this episode i wanted to keep this slightly short for maximum consumption if you do enjoy this please hit me uh, with five stars on itunes follow me on spotify and follow me on instagram at the flex coach thank you